Welcome to the basement. What is good, everybody? I do apologize. We've had a little bit of a delay, but let me tell you what. My brother from another was in town for uh, for the last week, my man Stick Bird. What up, Stick? You know I miss you, my nigga. So uh, he he was through through here for a week, man. Just getting some good family time, some good some good bro time, and we just we just kicked it, man, and uh, and got to catch up. We ain't seen each other in three and a half years or so since my wedding. Yeah, and we, we had my wedding summer summer sixteen, and uh, he went overseas to England because uh, that's where our great uncle Sam sent him. But he's back in the continental United States and was able to come down, kick it for a week, meet uh, meet my sons, you know, get to get to enjoy the beautiful Sonoran Desert down here in Tucson. And, and man, we had a, we had a great time. We had some just amazing conversations, just getting caught up and and going real deep. And we went deep into the basement actually a couple of times. And and those may uh, they may not be for release, at least uh at least releasing anytime soon, but I do got one for you with stick and we were just kind of, kind of bullshitting. Uh, so I just, you know, I'm, I'm glad to bring you this one of my longest, closest, nearest and dearest, bestest of friends. Um, I introduced him as my brother all week long, everywhere we went. And, uh, yeah, he, he, he is most definitely that. So, uh, Kick back, relax, enjoy. Don't forget to check out granddadsbasement.com. If you're looking for more info on myself for the podcast. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna get up out of here. So everybody be cool. Check on a vet. And always, always hug your loved ones. Chuh. song yeah oh man is that your jam yeah is it smooth yeah is it super funky dope yeah yeah yo you want me to get on this mic sure <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> hey, you're not wrong, man. Oh. If you had 24 hours to live, what would you do? Wow. What are some of the things you would do? Mm. No limitation stipulation? Uh, I mean, everything that applies to the laws in the world in which we live in today. But what would you do? So I haven't been skydiving. I want to go skydiving, number one. You think you can make that happen in a day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd be like, look, man, you see this card? It says I have 24 hours to live. <laughs> <laughs> Let me skydive. <laughs> and they'd be like, well, shit. All right. It might be like that. Um, yeah, so I would definitely try to go skydiving because I haven't done that yet, and I really, really want to. Um. And then I probably, uh, obviously, you have to call everybody you love. You know, I mean, like, look, I had a good run. Well, it's time for me to go. I don't know why, <laughs> but that's the, that's the rule right now. I have 24 hours. That's the rule. 
Um, you know, people talk about shooting your shot at whoever, but I don't even think that's important at that point in time. Um, but yeah, you know, I try try to hang out after skydiving. Try to hang out with the people that matter. You know, obviously, you, uh, Ernest, and then you know a, a guy from England, and you know, hopefully, people in the family. You know, my brothers, sisters, and mom. <laughs> so. I, I Speak, can't can't leave the mom out. Yeah. Uh, speaking of sisters, um, how's your sister doing? Yeah. All right. It's bad. Uh, there's a story behind her shit, and she doesn't have uh, custody of her kid. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. I, all right. Yeah. There's a it's a, a pretty good story. I don't know if you want to get into it now or what. But. Uh, pr- probably not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shit. Yeah. Uh, what, tw- oh, what if oh. it's 24 hours to live? What if their math is off? <laughs> that shit was funny as hell. We've left the, uh, like, the way the world works has been decided by very, very few people. And we were bullshitting the other day. Like, well, what if their math is off just, like, a little bit? Like, what is this leap year? Like, what is time to you? Like, very few people invented this thing. That shit was, that was funny as hell. It is funny. And it's true. Like, it's, nope. like, super true. Yeah. They, they talk about the Mayan calendar and... If they were wrong. Yeah. I gotta get it right. What, what, you know what I mean? Like, or what if they were right and the math was wrong? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, how did... It's like, we're still basically using, like, their sense of time. You know, and this is... The Mayans, what, 1,500 years ago? Yeah, I don't even know. Like yeah, they, they, they you know old, I mean? they've been like, gone. That's insane. If I had 24 hours to live based on the current math standards in which we operate by, I definitely think I want to knock off a gas station. Like, I, I don't know why. I used to work at a gas station. Uh, I got no beef with gas stations, but I think I'd want to commit an armed robbery. I don't know why. Yeah, see, I don't, <laughs> see, for me, like I wouldn't want to put anybody in any situation where they're like, I don't want to say disappointed or like, <laughs> you know, it's like, God, this guy just robbed me. He's about to die for 18 hours. Yeah, like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? It's like, I wouldn't want to put any undue stress on anybody else. Like, uh, well, it's funny. Like, uh, it's funny you say rob a gas station. Well, I got an older brother. He used to work at a gas station and they had an attendant who was at the gas station that they hated him and his boss were friends from high school. Well, they basically organized, (laughs) while this attendant was working, (laughs) they organized a gas drive-off with like 12 cars. Damn. So pretty much everybody bought between five and ten dollars worth of gas just so it didn't seem coordinated or whatever, but you could tell, you know, eight cars roll up, you know, they put money in and dip <laughs> like this is before the whole uh you got to prepay for gas yeah. type thing before all that happened but uh yeah they met up you know like eight random cars eight random friends all within like 10 minutes of each other yeah gas and go that's what it was and, but yeah they gave him the money you know he showed up made the the money right 
you know, before the end of the night, but the lady called the police. The police showed up the whole nine. Of course. Yeah. Damn. I went out one time. I worked with this Jamaican lady working at the gas station before the Air Force. Uh, Isla was her name. I-S-L-A. Uh, Jamaican lady Isla. She was a God-fearing woman and, and not the fastest convenience store clerk you're ever going to come across. <laughs> and she would never do money drops. I'd look over at her register. You're supposed to get to, like, you start with $200. And, like, if you got to $500, you are supposed to do a $300 drop. I'd look over at her register at... 2 a.m. on a Friday, like, you got two, three thousand dollars in there. What are you doing? You need to do a drop. Isla should never do drops. Like, you're gonna get us fucking robbed up in this <laughs> motherfucker. And we got an easy getaway. We were on four freeways, free, major interstates around Minneapolis. I was like, what is happening right now? But she's like, that car drove off, didn't pay. I was like, ow, 18, 19 years old, however old I was running out there. And I looked at the car. I was like, they're like, we paid. I was like, yeah, I just saw you inside, and you, you paid. She had the register wrong. My bad. <laughs> like, that's how motherfuckers get shot. It was like my first day on the job. This dude came in, first week or so. He came in. He gas and goad, but he paid. He did pay. Like, I, I heard him wrong. Uh, what he said, he's like, a pack of smokes. And I gave him back the right change. It was, I don't know, that story, actually, I can't even make it make sense. Like, I just made a fucking fuck up as a, as a clerk. But that was probably my favorite job, like, before going in the military, uh, working at the overnights at the gas station. I got That's to, what my brother said. Uh, I would pull doubles whenever somebody off uh, swing shift or B shift needed uh, needed some time off. Be like, yeah, I'll get up early, come work a double. Like, why the hell not? I'm already working 45 hours a week full time. I'll take mm-hmm. all that OT. I get yep. five hours overtime just automatic because it was like 10 to 7. So, yeah, it was nine-hour shifts five days a week. So I'd take all the OT I get. I had, like, no responsibilities. Really. It's crazy, too. Like, you know, you make $11 an hour sitting at a gas station, you know, whatever it is. And then you get overtime, you know, from... I'd imagine at 16 years old, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good payday. Yeah, my checks were all right there. I think yeah. I was making like nine fifty an hour or something like that. Yeah, Knight's got and Knight's got a dollar more, so he's either nine fifty or ten fifty. I don't, I don't remember. But I, yeah, that gig it was straight. The one thing I realized how many people drink and drive. Oh yeah, like coming in Thursday through Sunday, you know, from drinking time. All the way till when the sun comes up, like I was like, "Oh shit, y'all!" And, and not every person, but a good amount. And that spot, that spot was funny, man. They had a a kitchen. I was supposed to dump the food every night, like by midnight or eleven or something. The kitchen shut down at seven or eight, so I come on shift at ten. Still be food in there, like all right, you know. After it settles down, uh, clear this out. I would just leave it in there, wait for all the drunks to come in, and I would just sell. There's this perfect spot out of line of the the cameras, and I'd just be like, whatever you want out of here. Pretty much make me an offer. Yeah, how much for six wings? I'm like, how much you want to pay for six wings? Ten bucks, Mike. You could have got it for three. Like <laughs> whatever you want to pay is what I'm going to accept. You I'm throwing this shit away. Yep, it was. Oh, I don't but know. But you don't know that. Yeah. So I was like, uh, if you trust that chicken wing that's been sitting there at three a.m. That 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 was fried a while ago, but it's on you. But it's already day old, bud. That was good. I would go. People would. Uh, I had my my uh, my clerk tricks. I would tell people like if their change was, you know, f- four cents or less, I'd be like, you want your pennies back. 
as more often than not, people would say no, you know, just throw it in the jar. But I would, you know, I'd always keep one or two, take a penny, leave a penny, but I would stack up all the overage and change. And as soon as I got to five pennies, bam, swap it out for a nickel. Bam, damn, I'd walk out of there anywhere from like 75 cents to two, three dollars every night on top of what I was hustling out of the uh, out of the kitchen. So <laughs> I was just, just making a few extra bucks, like whatever. That's free money, man. Yep. Like, it's like, is it? Is it your change? No, it's not your change. But as soon as you didn't want it, it's my change now. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, man, I still to to this day, anytime I'm walking anywhere and I see change on the ground, I still pick that shit up. I make money everywhere still pick I go. That shit up. Any opportunity I have to make money, I take it. Yeah. And yeah, I throw it in the piggy bank. I throw it in the boy. All my change now, like every twenty twenty dollars I get. Like all the change I, I find and pick up that goes in the boys' piggy banks, and then like every twenty I'll pull out, I give a dollar back to each of the boys. Like they get, uh, like twenty percent of my money's gone. It's like kind of ten percent each. That should be two dollars, obviously, but they each get a buck, and then it's like three purchases, like a couple coffees, maybe a joint or something, and every, I, like I tip the same buck all around town. So if I get two beers or less, one or two beers, you get a buck either which way it goes. You know, my my bud tenders, they get a buck. My baristas get a buck. And then if it's like a sit-down meal or I'm picking up the check for everybody, then I, I'll tip 20% gen- generally. And then like on my birthday, somebody, somebody grabbed my beers. Big T grabbed my beers. So I just tipped homegirl 20. We had a big crowd that night. And so, I, yeah, I just yeah, you had, had, to pay, had to pay for something. <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, on Christmas, you know, uh, Christmas, L.A., L.A., Christmas Day basketball game. I'm in New Jersey. You know, kicking at the new house, all about the lonesome. You know, I got <laughs> empty uh, ass house. Empty, empty ass house. I got a beanbag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Is that at least it. a love sack? Yeah, like, that's it. <laughs> but um, I'm sitting there like, you know, I don't have Hulu yet. You know, I don't have, I have Netflix. That's it. I canceled that shit, though. But I'm like, man, am I really <laughs> going to stream this stupid game on some shitty... <laughs> Some shitty illegal shit. I'm like, no, I'm a grown up. I'm gonna go to the bar and watch the game. <laughs> so I go to the bar at midnight, you know, Jersey time on Christmas. And I sit at the bar. I'm like, yo, I'm just here to watch the game. I get a, a beer and some food. And yeah, I gave I gave the dude fifty bucks. Like on the tip, I paid seventy dollars for a burger, fries, and two beers. Damn. But yeah, he came by and by. He was like, are, are you serious? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, did you just tip me 50 bucks? I was like, yeah, man. Merry Christmas. And he's like, dope. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. But yeah, I appreciate it. It was like, you know, you're here like, yeah, it's your job, but you're still working on Christmas. Like, it's yeah. Christmas Day. It's like, dude, that sucks, man. It's, it's just a pay it forward, yeah. take care of people aspect. Like I was having a real bad day, like going through the divorce umpteen years ago, mm-hmm. like driving back and forth from North Dakota to Minneapolis. And I was there, I got in, I don't remember if I had a hotel, but I was eating at the Denny's by a hotel, and it was like seven bucks was my tab or whatever, and I just threw a 20 on it, walked out, like that, you know, that ain't 50 bucks, but you know, 13 bucks on a $7 tab, so almost 100% tip, 90, 90, 90, 95% tip, so it's just, I do that stuff, yeah, try, try to keep it regular, like. For the most part, everybody gets the same buck. But when it's time to give an extra gesture, you got your pockets a little bit padded. If it's Christmas or whatever, yeah, go the extra mile for people. I was trying to, uh, uh, 
let people it's kind of let people in even if it's for the moment like let them do their jobs let them take care of people i gotta take this call What were we talking about? <clears throat> Knocking off gas stations and shit. I feel like we went past that. <laughs> uh, gas stations to being good to people to... Man, you got me. We were talking about tipping, but tipping, yeah, yeah, ticking, being being good to people, and uh, letting people. All right, that that's what I was going to lead into. Um, let people take care of you. There's there's a lot of people out there who are very stubborn, hard headed, or want to do everything on their own and won't let people in. And sometimes you got to let people in. And let people be there for you, even in the context of if it's your server or somebody catering to you at a hotel or or your Lyft driver. Like they're they're there to provide a service to you. So you let them do the best they can do by being just a, a receptive and, and mindful individual, thoughtful, being thoughtful of others. So that's, I think that's all all I was about to wrap up on that point. I mean, I I dig it. Yeah, like if if somebody is. You know, if if you're paying somebody for a service or whatever and they do a good job, yeah, they should be rewarded. You know, show your appreciation. That's, uh, I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, hell yeah. <clears throat> Man, I can't, my uh, my sister, she's doing uh, graffiti art. She, I thought she was uh, in college, like currently, but I guess she took the year off. I had no idea. This was supposed to be her freshman year. I thought she was playing basketball at University of Wisconsin Stout. It's a D2 uh, school. I don't know what women's basketball is. It could be D2, could be D3. I'm not sure where, where they fall. But a decent little college, good basketball program. And she was recruited out of there. She called me the other day. I was like, so you know, how's school going? Like, I'm not in school. Like, I guess big bro's out of, uh, out out of, out of touch. She yeah. hung up my finger on the pulse, but... You're in Wisconsin at the same time. So I rapped with her for a little bit. She's doing uh, like graffiti style art. She's always been into drawing and like realism drawing. And now to see her break off into like tagging type stuff, she sent me some pictures of some of the stuff she's working on. I was like, oh shit, send me something for the basement. Right. She's like, send me a picture of it so I at least know kind of what I'm working with. I'm like, all right, I got you. This girl, she... uh Let's see, she was born in 01, so she'll be 19 this year. Uh, she, uh, hold on, this client's being silly. I, I can deal with that later. <clears throat> um, I don't know, my sister's doing artwork. She's got skills, though. Yeah, pretty good. Like, she could <clears throat> always draw, and like, in a, in a realism sense, like portraits and animals and shit like that and then now to see her doing some other stuff i was like hell yeah but yeah my mom's three girls they're they're different man it's i mean we're all different all my mom's kids we're all different it's all but they're uh, we're in our own ways like artsy or uh like sensitive and just kind of gentle type there's there's talents that 
are that each of them have that they can all tap into or whatever. Yeah. Yes, and on that note, so I wrote this pilot for uh, a cartoon called The Six Blue-Eyed Bandits. My mom has six kids. All of us got blue eyes. And uh, just kind of a, a tweak on that. I was thinking like modern vernacular and words and maybe technology. I'm not sure. Uh, but set in like Wild Wild West, like blue bandits just with cars. Yeah, I think I did was thinking cars and just regular today lingo. So kind of a hybrid setting. And like the... I named all the characters and they all got their own individual like power or so, you know, Cody's a, 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 he can fix anything and he's dumb as a box of rocks, but can run through a brick wall. Like don't make him mad. You know, but he's like <laughs> our gentle giant. And then like, what was the leading character based on, I mean, I get loosely based on me, I guess, but I, I made it like whatever the name was, but kind of dark and mysterious was adopted into the family versus like being actually blood to anybody, but they're like insinuated. It was a rape baby, like found on a doorstep. And, and then they just go out and do what's best for them. Like they all bring it home. And like, I, I ended like the first episode, my character's out doing something, some type of fuckery or saving a train or robbing a train. I don't remember. It was kind of like Robin hood themed, like rob from the rich, give to the poor. So I think it was like trying to rob a train, but none of the other bandits showed up. And, Dolo. And then I show, like, I, so I think my character or that character gets the, the shit beat out of him because it takes all five, there's six blue-eyed bandits. One of them's the Brainiac. Like, he's the evil little genius who doesn't ever go get into any type of altercations. And the other five are the muscle. So we all, and we all need lookout points and be together to, you know, really fend off any type of situations we get in. And I was just on my own. Or the character was on his own, and they beat the brakes off me, and then that episode ends with me just kicking in the door of the house, and they're all just, like, chilling there. And I was and like... you're upset. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> and I, I, I think it goes, like, I beat the shit out of all of them. Uh, or, or we, we fight anyways, and I'm like, this will never happen again. And that's, like, how the first little... It's like, y'all hung me out the dry. Yeah, like, no yeah. fucking way. So, but yeah, I was explaining it to my brother Cody. He's like, yeah, that's dope. Like, we all got our, our own things going on but when you get us together it's like unstoppable i'm like yeah kind of like when we're all in the same room and there's so much love going on there so yeah hell yes so being uh being the big brother in that crew yeah so, so uh, it's something i want to develop develop further oh man creativity uh creative creativity definitely interests me because i don't feel like i have any of it like my imagination is very dull when it comes to I mean stuff. I say stuff because I don't even I don't even know what like I would try to come up with. You know the the biggest the biggest thing I think about and whatnot is riding in a in a car trip or whatever. Thinking about riding a bike outside of the car in in the ditches and shit. You know what I mean? Like following the car on a bicycle or a dirt bike or some shit. That's like the most daydreaming creative stuff. Like I. I don't even know if you think that that's creative. <laughs> you know what I mean? What creativity could be in many forms. It doesn't have to be art drawing or spray painting stuff or making murals, you know, yeah, or, I mean, or I, writing I, yeah. anything. But you're stupid witty. You come up with stuff on the fly. Like, 
no children allowed after 6 p.m. How do they know they did the math right? First of all, what difference does it make what time it is for a rated R movie? We were at the movie theater. It said no children allowed in rated R movies after 6 p.m. Like, first of all, what difference does it make? It doesn't change. Or I think it read minors. But uh, uh, second of all, what if their math is off? Who's to say what 6 p.m. really is? Do we really know? Can, can we go 6 p.m. You know, Pacific time, Hawaii time? Yeah, who, who, whose time zone are at? And who made these time zones? And what if Einstein's math was off? And we don't really know what's going on. Time's back, man. It's what funny. if the Gregorian calendar is just a little bit off? And we really don't need that leap year. And we're, we're, we're actually three years ahead of where, yeah. where time really <laughs> actually is. What is happening right now? Yeah. Like, it could be just telling us some bullshit. The earth is flat. The earth Earth is flat. This is bullshit. <laughs> Dude, I met a flat earther. A legit to life flat earther. And he looked at me, claimed to be a retired colonel, full bird, worked uh, Air Force Intel, and to cut through some of the bullshit that fell out of his mouth, he was looking through some type of lens, like a high visibility lens binoculars i'm not exactly sure and it he could just see for miles and miles and it didn't make any sense to him and i was just uh all right i was it was a, it was a weird conversation and he's like you think the earth is round i'm like i think the earth is as round as all the letters in your name roland like, <laughs> <laughs> and nice guy but it's, it's his his views are, are are interesting, like very very. I believe in the Bible, to the letter. I believe the Earth is only six thousand years old, and I believe that the Earth is flat. Like, whew. break it down for me. He's like, I gave up. I got uh, ex wife and two kids. I think he said two kids. That uh, I my beliefs are so strong, I lost my family. It's like, uh, okay, man, uh, tell me more. But he's always just Bible. Everything comes back to the Bible, and I was just like, "All right, okay. Well, what about this?" We, like, I, I came at him. I was like, "Okay, well, what about when it says this, and what about when it says that?" He's like, "I believe in the Word of God." I'm like, "Okay," with the Earth six thousand years old. I can't. He rehashed the debate, but I was like, "So you believe in simulation theory? Then is what it sounds like. If the Earth is flat, we were we were placed here six thousand years ago. You can call it God or whatever you want. Like that sounds like to me." Your point of view, your argument is simulation theory. Because he, I was like, because God to me is everything around. God is love. God is the universe. God is these mountains and the sky transitions colors. Like that's, that, that's God. That, that's love. The beauty in the day-to-day life that we get to see in this world and the love we can share amongst people. Like that's <clears throat> God. God, I, I've walked with Jesus, bro. G, like I, I, I am God. You are God. Like so, you know, there's the... I don't live by the same rules as you do then, homie. Like, like to me, if in, in my, you know, the way I think about it, it's like if the earth was flat, it'd have to be like a, a ring of Saturn. You know what I mean? It'd, have to be, it'd still have to be a circle. Because mm-hmm. you can get, if you go one way, one direction, <laughs> you're going to end up at the same point eventually. Like you just are, and the only way that could happen if the Earth was flat was is for it to be a, a sphere or a plate, you know, a ring of Saturn. I, like, yeah, I think their argument in that realm is it's we're in like a saucer, and the like the middle comes up, 
so you can go as you can go around, but we're not on a circle. We're in like a us inside a bowl, and then there's a dome over the top, like I guess Truman Show type dome. Like it, like before we ever had any of this technology, when people actually thought the Earth was flat and people didn't roll off the edge, all the sailors who sailed the world and created latitude and longitude and nautical miles and all mm-hmm. that, they did it based off the curvature of the Earth. Like snipers use. The curvature of the earth. Like, I can look at the mountain ranges and, like, they wrap around. Like, if you'd really pay attention to a Tucson night, you know, up under the moon, like, you can see the stars are around. They're not just, like, in the sky. And that's not even to say we're not on a flat earth. Like, yeah, who the fuck knows? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not, I'm, that's not, I'll go against the grain on many things many things and it's just not one of them it's not one i'm not willing to entertain that that argument that one doesn't have support for it to be you know arguable i guess yeah it's just one of those things too there's it doesn't change anything so let's say we are on a flat earth what i said what changes roland everything Okay, nothing changes for me. So if everything changes for you, right on. But even if we're on a flat earth, you're completely right, and I will just succumb to all your arguments and tap out, like, I still got to get up and go to work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I still got to put my kids to bed. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I still got to go be dad. Like, n- nothing changes. And somebody gave me that argument, too, a few years back uh, over uh, – we were debating, going back and forth on, online over uh, – is a friend of a friend. Uh, post-traumatic slave syndrome, how the ramifications of, you know, the treatment of black people from slavery all through Jim Crow, through the 13th Amendment, up to today, like, there's still generational impacts. And I think to an extent, I actually don't disagree with that line of thinking, And it, but it's up to we as a people to overcome any type of uh, oppression we've been in. As the oppressor, there's still some ownership of overcoming oppression, while oppressors still need to also have the internalization and stop oppressing people, and that, which is a whole different deep political conversation and race relations and, and even some things that I'm too ignorant to, to discuss. But the post-traumatic slave syndrome, like, I, I, the arg- she, she goes into what if you were a descendant of an African king? I was like, well, first of all, those weren't the people who were involved in the slave trade. It was a slave trade. It wasn't a, 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 a they weren't stealing people. It wasn't like today. Like that was, hey, the kings of Mali and Ghana and all that. It, yeah, these people are for sale. So, you know, what's up? They protected their kingdoms by selling the, the low class citizens. So those are the people who ended up being slaves. And she go well. What what changes in your life if you know you find out you're the descendant of an African king? I'm like nothing, absolutely nothing. The the knowledge, I mean, it doesn't change a single thing in my day to day. And if it does, I'm missing something. Yep. Like, so and I guess I don't know what that is. But it's hard to entertain the argument, any argument, when the outcome is that nothing changes. Yeah, yeah like I feel like if you couldn't one prove that. Right. You'd have to prove that first. And then I'm sure you'd have to go through hoops and whatever to see any benefit of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be like, oh, yeah, well, I got to do this. 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 Proof, 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 proof. And then what happens? 
you know, what happens to the kingdom? You know what I'm saying? Is the kingdom still there? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who who knows? Like, who knows? How is it? Is it even worth chasing? You know, but I, f- I feel like stuff could change, you know, 100%. Like, if, you know, if that kingdom is still around and it's still this and your lineage is, le- like, legit, then sure, things could change. Yeah, I'm going to take the throne. Exactly. Like, huh. that's my shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm your king now. Yeah, like, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, things things could change, but you know, at, at what, you know, at what effort? Is it worth it, you know, to go find out? I don't know if it is, you know. I know uh, a young lady. She said she traced her family back. And this is on her own, like doing research and like paid for subscriptions to like background check websites and all that. And without Ancestry and 23andMe, any of that, like went back and traced her lineage back to wherever in Europe to the mid 1500s or something like that. Like she went, like, I was like, Oh, that's dang. Like she knows all her ancestors by name and whatever picture she could find. I was like, she's like, I just got interested in it. I was like, Oh, okay. Shit. Uh, Tell me about me. (laughs) I don't do some research on me. Tell me, I don't got time for that shit. (laughs) What's it? What's it? What's it take, you know, to find out, you know, two generations before me, you know, go go find out who my great 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 grandpa was, yeah, you know what he did. She said it took her some years. I'm sure, at least three. I can't remember. That was a while ago. We had that conversation. I would, I would, I would would pay somebody off top if they're like, hey, I can find out who, you know, this person is in your lineage. Yeah, five hundred bucks. Here you go. Tell me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think 500 bucks is like anything more than that. You know, you talk 501. So, <laughs> I'll be sure here's some extra dollar, but you know, you get that 650, 750 range. It's like, mm, can you? And how long is it gonna take? Yeah, you know, but 500 bucks, sure. Go, go, go figure something out for me. That'd be dope. Yeah, I would definitely. Speaking of putting price tags on things, I got this dude at the office, George, George Palmer, old George, man George. Hey. Old man George, he's got he's just selling stuff around his house and he's like, Hey, I found this uh intricate piece of ivory cutouts. Got it what it looks like is an elephant being chased by a lion and a lion may be eating the elephant. Like it, it it's a wild like ivory carving, probably like a, a foot long three inches cylinder like it's pretty cool looking and i was like george i must have it and he i was like it's worth a hundred bucks to me dude like i'll give you a hundred for it if you want to get rid of it he comes back we we look at this website for ivory anywhere 150 bucks to twenty thousand dollars just depending on what it is where it came from how intricate it is and he but he goes $12,000. Twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> I said, George, I'm gonna need an appraisal and a thirty year financing option on that one. But I, I got a hundred bucks for you, man. I got a, I got a big face, Ben. Like, I'm not like never, ever, said, ever. Not. <laughs> it's not even if it's valued. 
appropriately at twelve thousand dollars, it's worth a hundred bucks to me. Like to me, yeah. I don't want it that bad. So it's how much do you, do you want it? Because I would sit, it, I would clear off that shelf, I would have it right there, proper, reorganize the GI Joes, and make that motherfucker just chill in the basement <laughs> and pass it on too. Like I went, I'm not looking to make money off him. Is the thing like I like I want it. I'll pass it on to my sons. Like, so like uh, I'm on Facebook pages about Mustang parts and this and that and this and that. Yeah, it's like people try to sell cars, you know, and they're like, "Hey, what's my car worth?" You know, it's worth what somebody will pay you for. Exactly. Like that's 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 just what it is. You know, some people say, "Yeah, it's worth five hundred thousand dollars," but if nobody pays you for that, is it really worth that? No, it's no, not. Because because <laughs> somebody's gonna pay. What it's worth, and that's what you're gonna get. Some it might it might be worth more to somebody else than it is to you or whatever. It might be worth less, but yep. that's uh, those are things that you have to accept or not. You know, is it worth that to you? Yes or no? Like, but yeah, you put value on something. It's like you can put your own value on it all you want to, but if nobody's willing to pay that, guess what? You're off. I mean, it's economics. It's yeah. kind of I mean, the real estate market's just like that. People will go. Well, the house around the corner sold for whatever. Like, uh, okay, that's one house. Let's compare it to everything in the neighborhood over the last six months. Okay, this, that, and that. And then we got to go pictures. Is this house better than your house? You know, let's be honest. This is the, the tough love portion of uh, pricing your house. You know, average says this. Your house is falling in with the average. Yes, the house around the corner sold for $15,000 more. But this, this is the what? market's telling me. Your house is worth fifteen thousand less than that, you know, and and it's, it's a battle sometimes. But I mean, it's it's the market, supply and demand. It's just yep. economics. It is what it is. Yes, nothing's worth more than what anybody's willing to pay for it. I went into uh, played against sports some months ago, and they had a competition kettlebell, and I got kettlebells, but I, I wanted another one apparently. So I roll in there. Dude wasn't helping me. Like I was just standing there by this kettlebell. I was like. It was like a 90-pound one. I picked it up and I put it on the counter. I was like, hey, man, um, I'll give you 40 bucks for this. And he's like, uh, that, that's more than half off. I'm like, yeah, but it's overpriced. Like, I can get a new kettlebell the same weight from Kettlebell Kings. Like, I know this is a different brand and it's like a competition style, but that doesn't matter. It's a, it's a used kettlebell. Yeah. End of the day, it's a used kettlebell. It does, the brand doesn't matter. It's, it's beat up. Like, I, I just need a kettlebell I can beat the shit out of. He's like, oh, man, I can't do that. I was like, all right. And I, just, I left it on the counter, and, and, and I left. I'm not taking it back over yeah, there. <laughs> no, I was, I was there for too long. Like, that was kind of like, yes, He's I like said it. fuck you to him, but he said fuck you to me first. Yeah. Like, I was standing there for long enough and it, with nobody in the store where you got to give me some service, dude. And, and I've been in here before and bought stuff. Like, you recognize me. I was just in here two weeks ago. I bought some lacrosse balls. And I was in here... That was like the third time in a month I had been in that store with the same manager working, and he's talked to me the first two times. So for him, like I was ignored. Like man, <sighs> <Ka-dung>. <laughs> I'll give you X. Oh, I can't do that. All right, dude. It's like yeah, I can get a. And it's probably still sitting there to this day. So I can get a brand new one for this. And I could. Like, it's a, a slightly different design, but so same way, a better kettlebell yeah. is like uh, I got a bunch of kettlebell kings. Uh, kettlebells, I, I, just the grip on them, it's, oh, it just feels how a kettlebell should feel. You don't really need chalk. Like the competition ones, those are skinny bar, smooth stainless steel. Like you need the chalk, and they they go they go hard uh, in kettlebell competitions. But 
I mean, I'm, I don't do that. I, right. I like the ones I have. So Kettlebell Kings all day. Got them cheaper through Kettlebell Kings via by way of Amazon than on the Kettlebell Kings website. I have no idea how that works. They shipped from Kettlebell Kings. Easy, the receipts are Kettlebell Kings. M- 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 Amazon steal stuff. <laughs> they're stealing something. <laughs> it's, like, it's like they're taking. They're, Amazon's taking over. Amazon is like Google. Like they are taking over. What like, Jeff Bezos is, uh, he's got to be some type of genius. But they, yeah, I mean, their model is do more for less. Like just do more volume, more, more volume, more, 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 more. And now they're breaking into real estate. They're merged with uh, this place called Real G. So, I, and that's, and I, talk, I think I talked about it with you for a, a little bit. But like, I think realtors are getting phased out. Like, I'm, right. not, I'm not going to have a steady job in real estate sales in 10 years, you know, 20 if I'm lucky. Like, it's not going to be something I can do start my own brokerage with the boys or anything like that but yeah, I, yeah Amazon's gonna drop realtors out of sky on drones <laughs> like that's what's gonna happen it's yeah like, here's, here's your video drone realtor <laughs> and that's gonna be what's the the vacuum's name on the Jetsons <laughs> like, oh. da, 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 da. <laughs> like that's what's gonna happen like and they're gonna do it with everything car sales it's gonna happen huh like every, it's gonna, yeah. everything's just gonna get phased out it's Amazon's gonna take over the world. <clears throat> I can't remember what the Rosie the robot. Rosie, Rosie yeah. the robot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, Rosie <laughs> the robot. Yeah, Jetsons <laughs> goes hard. But yeah, like we got the Amazon warehouse here, so they got their own trucks. Like mm-hmm. that was something that so Amazon did that was beautiful. And the places they have the large presence of not relying on the postal service anymore. Like we'll just do it ourselves. Let's get these people their stuff, and sometimes you can get it the same day. Like mm-hmm. it, it's crazy. But they're gonna start advertising on those trucks so it's just i'm just thinking of tucson as a test city there's a major warehouse here they got the amazon trucks all around the semi trucks going up and down the freeway to phoenix and all that and they're just going to put that real g logo on there and amazon real estate it's it's coming and i buy they're already here so they're going to figure a lot of things out with pricing houses and how to actually care for buyers and a lot of you know that's one thing with millennials as big as i am on this generation coming to take over like I'm pretty excited for millennials to be running things because of all the knowledge that they've had at their fingertips to, their whole th- life. their whole life for the most part. I mean, I mean, my brother is born in '95. I mean, he doesn't remember a life without internet, and so I'm interested for that. But they also, I don't know if they expect a lesser level of service, but they don't necessarily want to deal with salespeople if they don't have to. And most people don't necessarily. So sales is tough. Some people treat realtors as a key, just, just a basic key. And now they're going to have their own key with automated, automated real estate. So it's pretty interesting, especially being in a place where the real estate market is doing a pretty level of economic sustainment. There's a whole lot going on in Tucson. A lot of small businesses are doing a whole lot of things, family-owned, local, local-owned, operated. Tucson's a really, really cool place to be. Population increase every year. People are getting priced out of Cali. People are starting to get priced out of Colorado. So it's a, it's a pretty cool time to be in Tucson real estate. But at the same time, it, we're getting phased out just the way it's going, just the, the, the way the country's going. What, what do you think that time frame is? Eight to ten, yeah. Ten to fifteen, max. I'd say seven to ten. Yeah, this is when I got to be prepared, anyways. And then whatever the next move is, I don't know. But I'm down with the team that I'm with. They make me feel good. Uh, I serve a purpose. My voice is counted and matters. So it's a whole lot. 
a good going on with the team I'm on, how we're going to evolve. We're making plays for that right now, so we'll, we'll figure it out. Man, you might need to start looking at Amazon real estate, dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, Jeff. Jeff Bezos. Hey, yo, Jeff. <laughs> well, my brother, I think we should get up out of here soon. Uh, for those of y'all who ain't hip to game, it's the main man, Stick Bird. Chill. We go back. We go way, way, way back. I'll probably do a, a proper intro uh, before, but we got a couple of hours uh, of audio. I think they're going to be... Uh, uh, kept in house at least at least for the time being. We, we went through some stuff and uh, you know we did go deep into the basement, but we were also just just catching up as brothers. Uh, my man spent some time overseas uh, serving our great uncle Sam. Uh, just made it back to back to the states, and uh, I'm fortunate New enough for him Jersey. to him to make it to Tucson and kick it with me for a week. And uh, he's out tomorrow, so I just definitely wanted to get everybody a, a intro to my one of my main dudes since 2004. Off jump, we showed up uh, at our first military duty station the same week of each other and just been kicking it really ever since, even th- through distances, through uh, 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 marriages, through all, kind- all kinds of stuff, just uh, making it happen. And, and, and I love you, man. I'm, I'm glad you've been able to, to be in the crib and glad to come kick it in the basement. But I say we go get out there, we check out this national park and, and come back and... Uh, Kick it with the rain boys to, to shut the day down. Sounds good, man. I love you back and I appreciate you having me out and put me on the basement. I dig it. Yup, no, 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 no doubt about it. So everybody be cool, check on a vet, and hug your loved ones. Chip! Chip! Fuck with them.